have you ever like gone to a protest and heard like a cheer? Like I feel like they're so camp, you know? It's like two, four, six, eight. You can't masturbate. Masturbate. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any favorite activism cheers? I don't I, protest cheers. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but like I know I've heard them and like I feel like we just said like a goofy one, but like usually they're actually like really well thought out. Yeah. A cab. Don't stab. I mean, <laughs> A cab. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Team Michelle Yeoh for the Oscars. Flapjack! Hi. Fawn? Oh, my dear friend. Fawn, are you feeling better? I am my sweet friend, Flapjack. <laughs> I missed you. I was wonderful having Cam on the show, but I I missed having you around. So I'm glad to see that you're up and talking again. It was such a strange experience listening to <laughs> my podcast without me being on it. Right. But let me tell you, I was so fucking entertained. Yeah. Both episodes were so good. If you haven't listened to those episodes because I wasn't on it, I mean, <laughs> you should still go back and listen because they were so good. They were very... Yeah, and Cam was such a great guest. I, um, yeah, I really enjoyed getting to talk with them about their experience. But today, I think that we're having a really timely conversation um, because there is so much just shit going on in the world right now. And there's a lot of young drag artists that listen to this podcast. So we're going to talk about drag activism, do's and don'ts, some things that you may uh, want to protest about, like how effective ways to do that, things to watch out for. So yeah, I'm excited to chat with us, <laughs> chat with you about this font. Yeah. And I mean, even outside of the people that do drag that listen to this, that are activists, even if you're just a supporter of drag, now is a time for you to be an activist. Right. Um, if you're, there's more ways to be an activist than just showing up and tipping us money at shows. True. Although that, that is effective, right? You're yeah. worth supporting your local drag artistry. Absolutely. That is, that is a helpful thing to do. Um, so how would you describe drag activism and why does it matter? Um, we'll start with why it matters because I feel like right now is a time more than ever that it matters especially right now with the drag bill in tennessee i'm not sure if it's been signed yet but i know it was passed by tennessee legislator about with like drag being banned in public places and around children it's my understanding that it has been passed um but the big thing is that tennessee legislators actually changed the timeline that it would typically um, go into effect, right? So they have their time to pass bills like in the spring, um, and then bills usually go into effect on June or July 1, but they um, expedited this so that it would start April 1. I know. So extremely soon, and particularly before Pride Month, right? which makes this all the more of an issue. Because I know that 
the governor had to like sign it. And at one point we, they were waiting on the governor to sign, which everybody expected mm. the governor to sign it. Right. But I just wasn't sure if that had happened yet. I hadn't paid attention to that part of it because it, it's also one of those things that it's just so overwhelming that you're like, what do we do now to go ahead and try to combat this rather than sit around waiting for the governor to sign it? Yeah. Because at that point, like we expect the governor to. So Right. might as well start trying to be like what's our next step rather than just like oh he may not sign it when he probably is going to oh yeah he's he's definitely going to which is ridiculous especially considering that he has um, been in drag before at right. his school like I mean all this stuff is coming out uh, about all of these different legislators and how they would be in their they would be in violation of this um, from their own past so, so it's just it's insane. And it's also one of those things, the bill specifically says male impersonate, female and male impersonators. I'm like, yeah, that's real fucking vague, which is real dangerous for trans people. Exactly. And I'm also like, so what does that say for non-binary people? Right. Yeah. They're just erased (laughs) from the bill. But it's also just kind of like, you only see people as, uh, a man and a woman or a man that's trying to be a woman or a woman trying to be a man. Like, yeah, it's real fucked up. What does it say for drag Queens that are a fab? What does it say for drag Kings that are a map? Like, absolutely. So, yeah, it's very, very frustrating. Um, but you know, I, I, I think that, as drag artists, you know, it's like the great RuPaul said, uh, we are the Marines of the queer community. Oh my God, that video. <laughs> so I, I'm just glad Ru finally said something. Yeah. I mean, me too. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also happy that he finally spoke up. Okay, so I, I know that there, there are a lot of situations in which drag artists may go protest something, right? Like, have you ever participated in a protest, whether it was related to this Tennessee bill or something else in your time as a drag queen? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm I, sure I have, I, but like, I can't think of anything like your, your cast was pretty involved with the black lives matter. Oh yeah. Protests, yeah. Right. I haven't been to a protest in drag. However, I have done like activism with drag when it came to like the BLM movement, when the owner of redacted bar <laughs> posted some problematic things on the internet. Yeah our entire cast stood together and we're like, we don't stand for this. We tried correcting it in private when that didn't go well. We were like, this is where we draw the line and we can't support this and we will not support this business. Even if we're the ones making money from this business, because that sets a precedent that we're okay with that when we're not right. So that's where we kind of had to draw the line. I also helped out people like Ara did a Black Lives Matter number for Birmingham Gives Back. Yeah, that was one of my first performances. <laughs> and it was such a beautiful number. I helped her out with that. Like that was back when I was in the House of Cox still. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of us that were like just helped her with the filming and recording of that number. And it was so beautiful. But yeah. I think that situation with like Redacted Bar is actually a, a really great example. Um, because that was a sacrifice that had to happen for y'all. Right. Like, and it's something that had a really big impact on the local drag community. Right. I mean that we, we only had three 
performing or three drag bars in town and to, and that to was, lose one like that is a, a deep cut and it was one of the busier open stages that was reliably every single week yeah it was one of two that were every single week and it was packed every week as somebody that was usually hosting or at least they are supporting the younger entertainers and and I, I truly Which is something that is still felt to this day that that is lost. Right. And I want to ask, and I, and I, I truly just want to know like what, what your thoughts are. Do you feel that y'all did the right thing? Do you feel that it was worth it in the end? Absolutely. To stand up for what you believe in. Absolutely. Do I miss that sometimes? Yeah. But also where I'm at with my drag, I don't. Yeah. I, I had good times there and there was a lot of growth and positive things that came from it. However, if I had to make that decision again, I would do the same exact thing. And it's one of those things I would love for a chance for that bar to come around and be a positive again, but that's going to take something coming from the ownership, making a public statement that I don't expect that will happen. Mm. And it is, it's sad because like that was such a home, right? It was a home. At, that's where I started my drag career. And it sucks that we don't have it because it fostered the growth of so many fucking amazing entertainers in town. Like Angel Face is somebody that I was at that open stage with every single week. Saliva Godiva was there all the time. Like Sam Starr was involved with that too, right? A, a bit, yeah. yeah. Um, Ara did it some. Like, so I mean, it really was a home, but I think that I think that is a prime example of like what drag drag activism is, right? It's like you have to stand up for what you believe in, and the the, the purpose of drag at the end of the day should not be to exclusively make money, right? right? That's a great thing to have happen. Wonderful if you can make that a career, but truly this is activism like right. this visibility that we have and this commentary that we're making on the world around us it is it's too important just to be focused on making money so because yeah, like i commend y'all for that i don't know that i could have made the same decision even the amount of people that are like that have come up to me just being like how shocked they were about the whole situation yeah it was certainly surprising and also like and that's what there's a lot of stuff that happened, but a lot of things that were said behind the scenes that the public doesn't know. Right. And just the amount of support and love that we got, which is not why we were doing it, but it, it made that decision that much easier knowing the amount of support that we got from it. Because like it wasn't something we were doing for ourselves, but for other people to realize that that was the right thing and that we weren't doing it for ourselves and we were doing it for the right reasons just was icing on the cake. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for talking a little bit about that. I, I really wanted to ask it and hear your experience. Cause I know you had been so involved with that when I was first getting started back in drag um, in 2020. I do wonder, like I, I hear a lot of people say, especially when you think about like those first protests for the queer community, right? Like we're talking about Stonewall, things like that. Like you hear a lot about drag queens and drag kings being on the front lines of that. Right. And I don't know that I would feel comfortable going to a protest in drag, you know, especially with like I think about my feet in particular and yeah. I, 
I you can wear tennis shoes to I a could. protest and just be in drag too. So yeah. I, I feel like the, the typical rules judging, don't apply. <laughs> nobody's judging you for wearing tennis shoes to a protest in drag. True, true. Yeah, and I think that makes sense, right? I don't like, even think you need to have a corset on for a protest in drag. Fair, fair. I, I but I think that, um, you know, I, I like what. Yeah, you. I, I think that it's important for us to acknowledge that there are some rules that you need to modify, right? And I say rules loosely, but there are some some things you may typically do um, that you wouldn't want to do if you do a protest, right? Like you want to be able to be in the field for as long as you can, right? right. So and, and be able to be as effective as you can be. And if there's something that's restricting your movement, I think you should know it's okay to not wear that, like right. For me, that would probably be heels, tennis shoes, maybe a wig. I don't know. <laughs> like, the more I talk about it, it's like, maybe I should just go out of track because I feel like I could be more supportive. Right. Or just like, you don't have to have the most styled, quaffed wig. Just because mm-hmm. most of the time that I've seen like anything with drag related to people like standing out recently, they have dressed in like more tip around type of looks. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, tip around a little more pedestrian, and I don't use that as an insult in this situation because it's something that is going to be, you're not dressing for a stage. Right. In this situation. I, yeah, that is a great point. Like, you're not dressing for a stage, you're dressing for visibility. Yeah. And yeah, because I feel like also it's important not to pull away from the cause and like right. try to pull that attention of like, ooh, look at me. Let me make this like a photo op moment. You, you don't know? need like a skin tight latex dress. Yeah, no, let's let's wear something that can breathe. Um yeah, we're something also that's bring cotton. lots of water. That just goes that's protesting one oh one. Lots and lots of water. Have your like protest mom there that uh, like bring supplies for everyone. Right, yeah. Like, bring a case of water with you, because you're not going to drink that entire case, but somebody is going to need water, too. Absolutely. It's important to help those around you, because we are all in this together Right. Um, when fighting these causes. And I, I think that protesting is probably the, the first mental picture that you get when you talk about drag activism, right? Like, going into the streets, making signs, having chants, like, all that stuff is great. Um, but I think there's other ways you can support, too, if... You know, I, I know for me, like I, I work a, a day job, right? So from eight to five, I'm going to be confined to an office. Right. So I, there, I, th- I think there are other ways to do it um, that are just, that are uh, effective as well. Right. Right. There's more than, to use an old phrase, there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> um, because like, here's the thing. Protesting is important and it does need to be done. But there are other things that also need to be done. Write to your legislators. Mm-hmm. Because those are the ones at the end of the day that are going to be making this decision. Right. So, like, yes, we need people out there, visible bodies. That is extremely important. But also, like, we need these people to also, like, be getting personal, like, phone calls, emails, letters from us to let them know how we are feeling. That's so true. It's really important to mobilize in every single way. I mean, I know it's 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 easy to go and make a social media post, right? Uh, and but that isn't going to go very far in terms of the people in power right. getting the message across like do not let this kind of thing pass. Um, cuz it's kind of one of those things at this point it's shouting into the void mm-hmm. and we're all guilty of doing it because we see the stuff on social media and we just hit share right 
And, and, and it's not that, that that's wrong, it, right? But it make sure that you you know you want to make sure that you are also doing something that's effective. It like, can't just stop there, right? Like activism is not just a social media post, right? Like it, it is participating in mobilization. It's getting other people involved. It is getting the word out there in more ways than just social media. I in my job, I work at a college, and we are having this interesting moment in our office right now where um, for events that we have a, a lot of pushes on social media and, but we're, we're finding that flyers and yard signs are just as effective right. or not just as even more effective because people now are so oversaturated when they see all these social media posts. But when they see like something tangible, it's like, Oh, Hey, I know that someone is actively going around and putting up flyers. I know right. that someone is active in this organization. And so this is something that I can feel like I'm, I'm really getting involved with and mobilizing with. So go beyond that. Um, I also want to recommend supporting organizations. Um, Yes. I know in our last episode, we talked with someone from Tennessee who told us about the different organizations that you can support um, right now that really need that support. So make sure you go back to that previous episode uh, and click the link in the description to see who you can help, um, whether that be financially or uh, in, in some other way. Yes. Because also at this point with some of the stuff with like laws and legislation, that's one of the things at this point for, if you're in Tennessee, Contacting your legislators isn't necessarily going to do as much once everything's passed. At this point, it's finding ways to fight the laws, funding the organizations that are going to be taking these laws to court and trying to get them overturned through the court system. And that costs a lot of money. And these organizations need money to be able to do that because, right, like lawyer fees, court fees, even if these lawyers are doing it pro bono, there's still going to be court fees. Absolutely. So like the, the funds have to come from somewhere and those are great places for you to give your money to is, are the places that are fighting this in the courts for us. And speaking of the legal system, vote, you know, yes. like it, it, go to vote.gov so that you can get registered to vote if you are not registered to vote. Like it, this is exactly the reason why it's important for every single person in the queer community to be able to go and express that they want people who support queer rights in office. But Pay attention otherwise, to the people that are supporting these bills. Exactly. Because this is the kind of thing that happens when people don't vote and when people aren't involved in their, um, in their political system locally. Uh, because the people who need to be representing them aren't there. And this is something that is actually going to affect the people, you know, it's going to affect us as people. You listen to our podcast, you you know, we, it is possible that we could lose our shows right here in Alabama um, because we're next door neighbors to Tennessee. And we're also next door neighbors to Florida where this is also happening. It's happening in a lot of States. There's a lot of States now that have, bills that are being proposed i think georgia even has something proposed related to drag like alabama and mississippi are oddly some of the only ones in the south right now that don't have bills on the docket yet yeah so i know i said in a previous episode that i thought it was because of k ivy um but i also recently um realized that the sessions have not started yet for states like alabama and mississippi so these bills are likely to come up um, and they are likely to 
uh, uh, to be presented in the um, representatives. So, especially with such a follower that Alabama is yes. to a lot of this stuff, and with the stance Alabama has had on trans people, mm-hmm. like talking K. Ivy blatantly in her ads for governor talking about transgender sports yeah not in alabama they can have that in california like well it's here (laughs) and the the, uh, that's why it's so important to see that mobilization right like right now we're in a period where this can still be stopped in the state of alabama right like but it's incredibly important that the lawmakers know this is not something that represents us it's not something that we want here um now, I think we should take a break, but then we're going to come back and talk about some of those lines, like what crosses the line for drag activism. So something that I've seen a lot of conversation about uh, as these Tennessee drag bands are going on is what is considered effective activism, what's performative, what's inappropriate, etc. Like, what, what do you think? Um, for me, I would say performative stuff is activism that is to make you feel good. Activism that is not necessarily going directly to a cause, not directly going to be seen. Like, there's nothing wrong with performative activism when it's coupled with effective activism. Like, effective would be things like we've talked about giving money to the organizations that are fighting these bills, talking to your legislators, showing up at events where politicians might be at that are, like, involved with this. Right. Like, that, to me, is effective. But when it comes to, like, oh, this makes me feel good and somebody at Walmart's going to see this, that person at Walmart isn't going to be the one... that you're trying to change their mind. Right. I think like the, the situation we were talking about before, like especially with protests where, or, or when you're in like a large group setting, like being there in drag, like taking photos. Um, I think that can become performative and inappropriate really quickly because yeah. it's like, at, at what point are you actually fighting for the cause? And at what point are you trying to prove to everyone else that you're, so correct you know and and that you're and that you're out here in the streets with with your sign you know i think Uh, if you're like at a big group protest for the drag stuff i think there is a place to be in drag for it mm -hmm. when it's about drag i think if it's something that's not about drag and you're in drag it it's a little inappropriate Mm. but when it's something that is like drag trans queer what have you when it's about our community i don't think there's anything wrong with being in drag for it because that is a part of our community and you want to show up and support and especially when it's directly about drag yeah i agree and i should clarify like i i didn't mean to say that you shouldn't go in drag to things i mostly meant the social media aspect that can happen after like I don't want to see anybody doing TikTok dances, you know, like while like doing their protest, you know? Yeah. And you you don't want to like sensationalize it. Exactly. Because the point of it isn't that you're going out there to get followers and likes. The point of it is you're going out there to get change. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where there's been like heated protests going on emotions running high high tensions and you like have to navigate 
remaining like positive for the cause. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Cause I, so for the central Alabama pride parade this past uh, summer, um, you know, it was my first year being in the parade. I was the mix central Alabama pride title holder. So I was going to be riding in a, in a car. Um, but where we had loaded up, there were all of these extremists who were protesting. And I saw several young entertainers in particular going and like getting in their face and screaming at them. And it's like, no, like that, that is beyond what we really need to be doing. In my opinion, I think that I think the moment that you're like just screaming at them, trying to go back and forth, like you're not really being effective because when you're screaming at the person that's screaming at you, nobody's listening. You're just losing your voice. Nobody's and listening, your and you're kind of also like not. You're you're adding fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things. Use your voice wisely. Like you don't want to just be like screaming and getting heated over this person. Yes, when you when that's not going to do anything positive for the situation, right? Because that can that can escalate, right? Right, like. It's something where, where a situation becomes violent, even that can cause more people to have hate for the LGBTQ plus community. Right. I mean, if, if they see the, some drag queen hitting a protester, right. And they're like standing there thumping their Bible, right. Like they're just seeing you hit someone that they love. Right. So it, that can, that can further so that was your, make the issue. You said this was your first time in the parade. Yes. It was my first time in the parade and it was my first time having an event I was in be protested, you know, the parade as long as I can remember having been in it since like 2016, Mm. um, was like, I've always seen protesters at the parade. However, they've never been at the lineup, but they always were like before the start of the parade. I think like this year and last year were the first years that I like was not, in the parade yeah it was it was pretty intense and there were moments i was a little scared to be honest yeah. um i was just like let's let's leave them alone like because uh, the police were there like it had been blocked off um you know like they were being told to security was ha- having them stay on one side yeah. of the rope um but occasionally they would like try to sneak in to, to where we were and it, it just things just got really out of hand um fortunately it never went violent you right. know it was just screaming but honestly i just don't even think it's worth giving them the time right because it's like like my mama taught me about bullies they're looking for a reaction and if you're giving that to them then you're just satisfying them and like you also don't know what these people have with them because like you've got to also consider your safety and the safety of the queer people around you because as we've seen there have been people who have shown up fully armed to drag brunches to protest. Right. And unfortunately we live in a world where that gun violence is a real thing. So I would encourage you to take some time on your own to educate yourself on how to remain safe in a potentially dangerous situation. Um, but before, going and and mobilizing and being in a protest. Um, But I don't want that to stop you from mobilizing. Like we have got 
to stop what's what's going on right now. Stay mobilized, but be educated and smart about the decisions that you're making. And we're going to continue to highlight individuals that we think you should support. We're going to continue to highlight organizations we think you sh- should support in this time. So, I, I mean, honestly, I think one way that you can be involved is by listening to this podcast. Um, and, and we are hopefully hoping to be out there in the front lines with you, to be honest. Um, well, why don't we take another break and then we'll come back and do some flapping and fawning of drag activism trends. And we are back with a drag activism episode of flapping and fawning. <laughs> yes, and we are going to be flopping and fawning some drag activism trends. Now, this is not going to be a lightning round. We feel there's an, a, a bit of nuance to each one of these, so we're going to discuss yes. them a little bit at a time. Um, so I think these flops and fawns, and particularly our fetches, may be really interesting. And I think some of them are, this is going to be one that we're going to probably have light prefaced in front of a lot of these as far as whether light fawn or light fetch or not not (laughs) light flop or light fawn right just because there is so much nuance around this conversation Mm -hmm. and if it's your first time joining us for uh flapping and fawning first of all welcome but we have a very sophisticated system here for rating looks that we're talking about that we're looking at or discussion topics that we're going over and those are if we absolutely hate it it's a flop (laughs) and if we love it it's a fawn and if it's the best thing we've ever seen, it's a... Fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's, it's not, not going, going to happen. happen. All right. So first thing in the flopping and fawning activism list. And again, I want to talk about these as they apply to drag and drag artists specifically. So benefit shows for a cause. I personally, like, if we're talking about the money is actually going to the cause, like yeah. straight up absolute fetch i'm a little biased because like my very first performance was for the shooting at pulse like for the survivors of the shooter oh that's another the shooting at pulse big one that's been recent yeah um so like because that is something the money either will go to the people that are directly impacted or it will go to ledger to fight the legislation and i think that is a huge important thing yeah as i've talked about earlier in this episode like those are the people that need the money i i totally agree honestly this is a fetch for me too i didn't think it would have a fetch but yeah it's it's a big fetch for me stop trying to make fetch happen it's not going to happen and it's like you said like these are going to causes that are really in need of those funds um and also i know that for some benefit shows they vary i have been to benefit shows where the entertainers get to keep their tips. I have been to other benefit shows where entertainers donate their tips. Um, and where, and usually if they're keeping those tips and the door cover is covering that cost that is being donated. Um, so, and I think either way you are supporting either queer artists or you're supporting the cause, especially when it comes to a queer cause, you're doing something locally and doing something on a grander scale. Um, when you're letting those entertainers keep their tips. So that is that is a big fetch for both of us. Okay, protesting in the streets. Like organizing on your own, blocking off roads, things like that. Um 
that's a tricky one because especially since you put blocking off roads there are certain legal measures that you do need to take when you're protesting Mm. there are like there's literally laws around it around things that you can and can't do blocking off streets is one that i don't think that you're legally allowed to do without like a permit I, I am not familiar with the laws, and please do not take flapping and fawning as professional legal advice, because yeah, we have, have a degree any... and a half here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Literally a degree and a half. <laughs> um, I'm the half. <laughs> it's me. Hi. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions about like the legalities around protesting, Google is your best friend. Where are some places that we know it is okay? to protest a public park a public park yeah that w- i think that's a great location um i i mean it's, it's you're, like you're public, protected under public, the first amendment to public property organize. essentially yeah public property so like you could go to like the capitol right yeah i mean it, and again as long as you are not being violent as yeah. long as you're not blocking the functions of the entity that you're at then you should right. be good right i remember uh, back in God, was that 2013? I think when I was working in the Galleria, Mm. there were a few times that Black Lives Matter would literally just like march around on the inside of the mall. Oh, really? And I think they might have had a permit for it. But it's just like they're marching around. They're not blocking a store. Right. So like they're not hurting anything. Yeah, it's important to familiarize yourself with the rules surrounding where you're going. Right. So... I know that there are sometimes causes in which pe- people may feel so impassioned that they are intentionally breaking the rules, right? Um, but I also think that if you want to be able to continue doing what you're doing, <laughs> then yeah. it is probably wise to f- make sure that you are following whatever laws and rules are set. So maybe, maybe that's asking for permission to organize in a, a store or a mall. Um, it, that, that, that should be information available on the website of whatever you're trying to go- Because it's also one of those things like you want to be aware of the laws surrounding it because if you're doing something that ends up breaking the law and gets the pigs caught on you um, and you get arrested for doing something that you weren't supposed to within the parameters of protesting, you're potentially taking money away from the cause because a lot of times that might people will raise money for the bailout of protesters yeah. and granted there are times people get arrested at protesting for doing absolutely nothing wrong it fucking happens true there's the reason that the bail funds exist but like make sure you're not bringing that upon your group by doing something that you weren't supposed to absolutely i couldn't agree more because let me tell you they will be the police the fucking pigs will be scrutinizing your every fucking move and the minute they have a chance to arrest you, they fucking will because they're pieces of shit. Amen. Well, is this a flop or a fawn for you? Um, I <laughs> you were flopping and fawning. I think it's going to be a fawn? Yeah. Light fawn? I feel like it's a lightly nuanced fawn. Like, I like I it. I think it's very nuanced, but lightly fawn. Right. I like it better than doing nothing. Yes. I think it's important to be visible. I think... I think when, when you are driving on the road and you see at a public park, there's a large group of people gathered and they're sharing a message. You're like, what's going on there? Right. Whereas if you 
if if you're just doing social media posts, it's right. very easy to just block that out and tune it right. out. Um, and the algorithm will work against you. I mean, it's just going to be preaching to the choir, right? Right. Speaking of which, social media posts, flop or flop? Um, social media posts are one of the big things that I consider to be a um, performative activism. Okay. It's not inherently bad by doing it. Like, you're not bad for doing performative activism. But you need to do something else other than just post about it. Sure. So, like, social media posts on its own with nothing else is a flop. But if you're doing everything else, it's okay. I think if you're, like, if you're promoting ways to be helpful, if you're sharing information, that is not performative in my opinion. Oh, oh, that, yeah, that's that's okay. But I'm just talking about the people that are, like, drag's not a crime. I'm not doing anything wrong by being in drag. Right, like, what is... You're not doing anything. anything. Um, A hashtag isn't saving the world. Totally agree. Yeah, but, like, I love the posts that are, like, oh, I finally did it. You've been begging, and I'm finally releasing my OnlyFans. Link below. And then you click it, and it's, like, all these organizations you should go donate to (laughs) and support. Have you seen those? I have not. Oh, well. (laughs) You can tell. I get... I get, um... I tricked kinda, into that all the time. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I like it because it's like, oh, so you're you would be willing to pay for my OnlyFans, but you're not willing to pay for five dollars to this organization. You know, that's toward a good cause. I I like it. I also think that you you can. Um, Oh, something that I am I really enjoy are the slide carousels. So that's where you have like a graphic that is like five. It's like five different graphics, and it's like on Instagram you can slide it, and it's like here's a misconception about this topic. Here is someone you can donate to. Here are oh, places like you those. can organize. Yeah, and because I I believe Moth 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 was one who from uh, Memphis Tennessee shared one about the drag ban bills, and. I found a lot of really helpful information there about in the early days of not really knowing how to help. Um, So I I love those. I also think that, you know, short form video is a real type of social media that we have to engage with now. So I have, I would not be against like the, you know, the, the TikTok dance kind of video where it like gives facts about these bills. I wouldn't be against that kind of thing as long as it's not, as long as it's not something where you're exploiting other people, like I don't think you should be yeah. dancing in front of all these people protesting. Right. Um, right. Th- that just seems icky. One of my me. favorite on TikTok talking about the social media that I don't feel like as performative is there's one trans woman on TikTok that literally will go through like anytime she comes up, I don't remember what her name is, but I follow her. And anytime she comes up on my feed, which I don't also, I'm not on TikTok the most. Same. Um, it's always like she's educating you on these bills and what these bills mean. And like, she literally just like gives you all of the information. And I feel like that is a good way to do it. Like you need to know what you're fighting if you're going to fight it. Right. It's important for us to have educators right. who are activists. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah. So flop or fawn for social media posts. I wish there was something in between. <laughs> <laughs> because this is one that it's like there's a lot of really positive in this but there's also a lot of like really negative yeah oh i did have something else i wanted to say if there so i remember in 
2020, there was a, like a day everyone was like completely blackout social media and they wanted everyone to post black squares. Do you remember that? And yeah. it was like in support of BLM. Like, I think that is an example of super performative um, activism, right? Yeah. It's because ultimately what it did was, okay, sure. You're showing that you have support of this cause. That's fine. But if everyone is posting it, then the people who are trying to get information out about the, the actual protests and ways you can actually go be helpful. It's all blocked out because everyone's posting their damn black square. Yeah. Uh, so it made it harder for think people, about it that especially way. with those protests that became so volatile. Yeah. Um, it, it became a safety issue because yeah. people were saying, here's a safe route to escape from whatever issue just became violent. Right. Um, it, people couldn't find it because it was all these damn black squares. <laughs> so if, if we start posting pink triangles, uh, no, let's not do that. <laughs> In, in solidarity oh god and like it's also one of those things if you're an ally yes your friends do need to know that mm. you have their back just be smart about how you do it i agree like your friends need to see that you are supporting because now more than ever we need to know as drag artists as trans people we need to know who has our back? I agree. Yeah. I think that with, you know, the Facebook, um, like the, the filters that you can add on, that's like filters for a cause. Yeah. Don't those usually come with some information, like learn more here. I feel like, cause I, I used to see those and think like, Oh, that's not really helpful. I mean, I remember when I was in, I think middle school, maybe high school, the equal signs in support of marriage equality. Everyone was yeah. making that their profile picture, but it wasn't really helping much because it just, it was a very performative. Right. Yeah. But, um, I, I think that, I think if you're going to make a post like that and you want to show your allyship, I think it is important to do it, but I would, I recommend combining it with something tangible that yes. that is helpful. So yes. like say, I, I just donated $20 to this fund that is going to support, um, bail fees for people who are arrested. In I don't even need protests. to know that you like donated, just share the like sure. way to send the money. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that. I like, like a call to action. Yeah. It, 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 just make sure you have that call to action there. Is it, That's what I care about. So, okay. I think although we have all that good to social media posts, I am going to lightly flop it because I think more often than not, it's like, uh, are you really doing much? I think I agree with you. All right. Double okay. light flops. Far more than not, it doesn't have that call to action with it. Yeah. How about performing drag numbers about a cause? That's tricky. I know. Like the that that this is this was the first one I thought of. Because, because I, I remember with the Ukraine war, I saw a lot of people doing it's like, like these like, oh let me use the sunflower a sunflower dress as the official um because it's the official flower of the Ukraine or I'll, I'll, I'll wear this dress and do a sad song. That's the colors of the Ukraine flag. And it's like, how are you helping? Cause it's like, are you using that money or are you just do it using this cause to like garner yourself attention? Mm -hmm. Or are you like using that money to actually go to the cause and like raise money and help those in need? Or are you just, putting that money in your pocket yeah and and it, it's one of those things as well it's like 
On the one hand, I do think that drag artists should be paid for their work. And I think that there are drag artists who exist and their style of drag is purely to provoke thought and intention and to make you change the ways you think. Yeah. And I still think you should get paid for that. But I, I think but if that's you, what you're booking fees for. True. But I think if you're doing like this, this one-off random number about like a, a certain cause, you probably want to make sure like at least like half your tips or maybe yeah. like a quarter of your tips or something are or just your going tips from that number. Sure. Just keep them separated are going in support of that cause. Um, because I I do feel a little icky when someone just does a random ballot and they're in the colors of, you know, whatever the cause is, and it's it's just not it, it it's like what I was talking about before. It looks like it's more about you. Yeah, and you're like, look at how woke I am. Right, so. and it's just like I don't know. I will say this is like not related, but it kind of made me made me think of it. I remember back at the beginning of the pandemic, Pangina did like this like really campy mm. Corona number. Hmm. And I'm just like that was a big. I, a lot of people were not happy with COVID numbers. It's just like one of those things you've got to be aware of, like style of yeah. how you're performing it. Are you making light of the situation? And is it a situation that you should be making light of? Right. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So flopper fawn performing numbers. I'm gonna give it a flop. A flop. Okay. Granted, like none of these are black and white. None of these are black and white. There are going to be situations within each of these that we're flopping and fawning that are going to have fawns and flops, like specific instances. We're just generalizing here. Have you ever seen? Yeah, exactly. Don't think that we're like coming for you. We're really not. It's all just theoretical. Um, Have you ever seen an example of a drag performance that was activism that was like, yes, this is the way it should be done. Like, I, I feel like, this was in support. This did educate. It did something productive rather than just be performative. I mean, I talked about earlier Ara's BLM number. Oh yes, yes, yes. That that was a good one. Okay. Um. Also, this may be cliche, but uh, Mariah Paris Balenciaga on All Stars. Oh, on Drag Race. Yes. Um. It's cliche because it's drag race, but I feel like that number. You remind me. I, I remember like the, the visual like, of it, but what 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 the the slavery with like the blood on yes, the hands. Yes, 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 yes. And I feel like that was productive because it was like educating, yeah. raising awareness, um, and especially on such a national platform. I, I think that yes. makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, okay, but I I still am going to keep it as a flop because overall I think it's it's often very performative. Okay. Um, all right, now we talked about protesting in the streets and organizing on your own, but what about like protesting in the, in the yeah, protesting in the sheets, uh, pitching a tent if you know what I mean. Um, what Sleep about with your senator? Yeah, that's one way to do it. <laughs> um, what about protesting an event? So like you see that there is something anti queer that is going on in your local community, going and protesting that event. Um, I think. Here we go with nuance again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is something. Be very careful about your safety. Yeah, I think it is a perfectly fine thing to do. I mean, up in Tennessee, Moth was at an event protesting that the governor was at before the got, governor had signed the bill, and they got detained. Yeah, for being on public property, just 
saying that drag is not a crime. Um, I think I personally don't have an issue with that as long as you're being educated on how you do it. You, I mean, you said exactly what I was thinking. It depends on your personal safety. I also think that, and also, are you going to be the only one there? Are, yeah. Are, are you just going on your own? Are you bringing friends? Like, how, yeah. I also, I do think it's important to know what the, what the other side is saying about us. So yeah. we know how to combat that. Um, but I think there's ways to do it other than going to an event where you could potentially be put in a dangerous situation. So I, I think I'm going to ultimately flop this one because it, it just has such high potential for going wrong. Right. I mean, here's the thing they've protested our events enough they protest pride every year they protest brunches they protest drag queen story hour like the amount of times that like drag queen story time when bao used to have it or yeah. was it via mcac i think mcac was the one i mean hell, um, i mean in uh which it's same in North alabama like yeah Maj majesty divine you know that was one that got protested a lot um because I think the when I did Drag Queen Story Hour pre-pandemic, I was one of the few ones that didn't actually get protested. Usually there would be protesters sometimes throwing things at the drag artist as they were leaving. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that is not productive in any Which way whatsoever. I will say, as somebody that did Drag Queen Story Time at um, Magic City Acceptance Center who is a great organization that you, everyone listening should support. They really help out our queer youth here in Alabama. <clears throat> they did a fantastic job of like making sure their drag artists that were there for drag queen story hour felt safe. Right. And they would walk you in from your car and they would walk you out to your car and make sure that you got out safely. Yeah. I, I think that is a great example of allyship. Um, too, you know, like yeah. if you feel that, oh, I, I'm, I'm not a queer person. I don't know how to go and help. Like, I think you can ask and maybe even offer to accompany someone as they are, are participating in an event, um, that could potentially go South. All right. Last. Oh, so did we determine protesting at an event? You flopped it. I think I I'm going to fawn it. Okay. I love some nuanced discussion here. Okay. And then last, but certainly not least, Putting stickers and flyers around town. I I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as you're doing more than just that. It's another nuanced thing. I feel like it's best when paired with a call to action. Yeah. Like, that's what we, we keep coming back to. And I really like that as kind of a rule. You know, like what's the call to action here? What's the impact we're making? And so if you, if you do this, I mean, we're artists. We're going to make art. So... Right. It, to some extent, yeah, that may be performative, but I, I think if we are checking that box of, okay, this is me trying to inspire the masses to it do can, this thing. Right. It, it just, it just can't stop there. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I totally agree. I think like, yeah, obviously you don't want to vandalize like with putting stickers and flyers in places. Uh, I think you should vandalize like be gay, do crime. If somebody's got a Trump flag, go put a gay oh. sticker on it. I cannot even tell you how many times I have driven past, you know, those, that huge Confederate monument in Atlanta. 
or like as you're driving to Atlanta from Birmingham. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they have like the so. three giant. Com- I, like I cannot believe that that is still up. And I constantly just want to go the, and like, snatch it, but it's the private property and the you can't sisters or the daughters of the Confederacy or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. It's it, ooh, it, it, it irks me every single time I drive by it. I'm like, oh, I want to, I want like, to go away. Yeah. Like burn it or something. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, like we said, you should not vandalize, but I, I do think it is helpful to put stickers or flyers up, especially if they're sharing information that is helpful. Um, if you see a Trump flag, put a flyer in their mailbox. Yeah. A lot of times it's really effective for people to see something physical as an advertisement because they know someone walks by and taped this up or stapled like a this hooker. up. Like, yeah, they worked it on the corner. And that that just goes to show, okay, this is an organization that's active. So they may so people may be even more inclined to get involved um, if they are seeing that you did something physical. Right. And it's also just so easy because with flyers and things, you're gonna reach people that may not follow you on social media, yeah. so they may not see that kind of stuff. You're going to get a support. different audience than what you... Because also, here's the thing. If you're posting on social media, more than likely those people agree with you. Mm-hmm. Your followers are probably going to be in a similar mindset to you, especially if you're a drag artist. These people are following you because you do drag. So these people are already going to have a similar mindset to you. So you really are shouting into the void because you're just talking to a bunch of people that agree with you. Absolutely. So are putting up stickers and flyers a flop or fawn for you? Um, I, this is another one. I wish we had a neutral because like I, I need a call to action with it. Yeah. So I think I'm going to flop it because I need to know that there's going to be a call to action and without a call to action, it's just a flop. Okay. That's fair. I'm, I'm going to fawn it though. I, I feel like it's a, I feel like that's a, a pretty good active thing to do. Um, and I, I'm going to count on you to have that call to action involved with it. Make it a QR code. I think I don't COVID's trust like the people QR code. enough to just assume that they're going to do the right thing. <laughs> no, you're right. You're very smart for that. Okay. Well, is there anything we would be remiss if we didn't mention for our drag activism episode? I think for me, one of the things is now more than ever support your drag artists. Please. But also, just know that you've got to do more if you're an ally than just show up to our drag shows and give us a dollar. Right. Because at some point, those shows go away, and then how are you supporting? Yep. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that a lot of people won't realize that it's even, like a lot of straight people won't even realize it's even gone until they're like, well, what are we going to do for Susie's bachelorette party? You know, right. and then they can't go to their favorite drag show. But I would just say that the key, the root word of activism is active. So get out there, do something, be active, vote. Don't just sit and do nothing because it, we, we can't afford for anyone to be still in a moment like this. Be active. Right. Um, now, before we go, there are some things that I want to make sure we plug. Next week is the National Miss Comedy Queen pageant. It is running from March 21st to the 23rd. So if you can support me, first, go support all those other organizations we talked about. But I also could use the money to, to break even on Mas- a National Miss Comedy Queen. Uh, but that's going to be March 21st through the 23rd. You can get your tickets at misscomedyqueen.com. Or you can support me directly financially uh, through the link in my bio on Instagram. Uh, we also are going to be having Drag Bingo at Highwire Brewing the second Wednesday of every single month. Our next one is going to be April 12th at 7.30 p.m. 
And we will be having Roast in Peace Angel Face, which is the roast of Angel Face, our dear friend, uh, on Thursday, May 18th at 7.30 p.m. at Birmingham Festival Theater. Tickets are available right now at bftonline.org. So please go get those tickets now. Also, if you're listening, hopefully I'll see you this weekend at the time that this is coming out this weekend in Atlanta for Whoa. Sasha Colby. Unfortunately, I believe those tickets have already sold out. If what? you do not have a ticket and they will not be selling tickets at the door. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll see some of y'all out there. That's going to be, I'm so excited for you. It's going to be an amazing show. Also, don't forget to get flat flapping and fawning merch at the link in the description of this video yes and leave us a five-star review and share with a friend well thanks everyone again for listening to another episode of flapping Flapping and and fawning for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.